Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Welcome to it. Mouth guitar. Nothing is Fuck yeah. We're back. Number two, eight. Mouth, actually, mouth, mouth drums is lamer than mouth guitar. I was wrong. What? You think? Uh, yeah, oh, as a musician, nothing is uh, worse. You're in the, you're in the, okay, I can tell you this. You're in the, you're in the sound stage, and you look at the drummer, and you're the singer or the guitar player. And yeah, it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. And the drummer's <laughs> just great. looking at you like, really? Great. That's exactly what it's like, huh? That sounds like absolutely fucking nothing. Anyone who go plays on the drums. Because mouth guitar is bad. Like, yeah, okay, man. I want you to go like, wee. But every guitar player knows like, oh, okay, just like play the flune new part again. Go into like the bridge and then flune new some more and we're good. And that's the kind of language you develop, you know, quick pro quo back and forth with other musicians when you're not professional musicians. Like when you're punk rockers and like, Self-taught. None of this, like, okay, I want you to, like, go to the chord of G and go back, like, three beats and, like, right there, right? On, <laughs> on the intro on the sixth, there, partly through the bridge, I want you to hit a high G and then just bring it back through. None of that. So, okay, I want the flint and new part right after the bridge. When I go, whoa, right, then you go, you know what I mean? And then the drum guy, you're like, no, that, that fast part, you know? Like, the fast part. And then they, that, but it, if you listen to recordings of those sessions later, the one thing that you stays that stands out in your mind is that anyone doing the mouth guitar or like drums, whatever, while they're doing it, sounds like a fucking idiot every time, and it never sounds like anything. Yeah. And when you hear the actual song that comes out of those kind of sessions, you're like, "That was ridiculous." There's no way any of that correlates. So you almost like it's like you want to play the song next to oh, the guys man. in the studio going, "Okay, the flute new," and then it's like, "That's a pretty wild guitar solo. It sounds awesome when you actually hear it, but the flute new is what." That was, right? That was what that really was. So I just wanted to say, when we all started in there and the mouth guitar stuff, right. that's just always... always I just want to point out that uh, the opinions of Bob do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the three of us. I definitely believe that Trevor and I could start a solid mouth band. Uh, maybe you on mouth guitar and I could nail the mouth drums. I think we could do it. These guys could definitely make some money. I don't have to agree with, with everything Bob That's says. For sure. Bob and I flat out disagree with that. Could Bob do mouth lyrics in our flat band? Flat out. Mouth lyrics? Yeah. I think that's just lyrics. Isn't, Isn't that what mouth lyrics are? I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, not I disagree. Not necessarily, but we're not going into that. <laughs> not according right, to later. Not we're going to we're gonna this start a mouth band later. <coughs> so. <laughs> See? He's nailing it. So can we edit that out in post? <laughs> no, that's staying. No, forever. okay, that's in forever. I it's thought it might be. Staying. It's like. The, the tarnish on my soul told me I was going to have to hear that again at some point. We always yeah. start with so much controversy right off the top. Do we? Usually he says something <laughs> and I immediately disagree with it. That's, usually that's, a good way that's to not help. controversy. That's just you being fucking contrary. Oh, okay. That's a hook. In the face of my logic. I'm just saying I don't have to agree with everything no. that you say. So I'm, say, say. Sometimes I butt heads with him. I'm super yeah. glad that people just don't always agree with the things right. that I say. Because I do boring. sometimes say completely ludicrous shit. So that'd be awesome. I mean, although it'd be weird to walk around and be able to say absolutely anything you wanted to and have a positive response to it, no matter what it was. But that'd be interesting. I mean, probably interesting only for like 24 hours until you just got bored because you couldn't offend anyone and offending people is kind of amusing. But like when the guy at the store across the street had like half a roll of toilet paper stuck up his nose and I walked in and I was like, hi, I'd like to get a pack of cigarettes. And he was just looking at me like sincerely. We're having like an interchange for a few minutes and it was like this huge wad of toilet paper. So finally I just started joking. I was like, I really like your piercing. And then he gave me like this death face. Like what, you're acknowledging the fact that I have half a roll of toilet paper jammed at my nose while I'm working at a convenience store in a public service relationship with you? I was like, yep. Thanks for the smokes. Sorry to offend you, but what the hell? my internal monologue was, why the fuck do you have half a roll of toilet paper jammed in your face working behind the counter at a convenience store? Did you just get mugged? Like, you're not bleeding. It's not blood-soaked, rag. You're just like, oh, I had a bit of the sniffles, so I decided to put like a fistful of napkins up my nose. Great. No one's going to notice that shit when they come in to buy stuff. I don't know. Just strikes me as odd. Like if I was standing at the front door with like half a newspaper sticking out of the no one of my nostrils, right? And someone walked up to the front door. I'm like, ID, please. And they were like, kind of giving me a weird look. You know, I would think to, myself, yeah. I think to myself, yeah, they're like, um, what's the news? Exactly. I'd be <laughs> like, I, what? what? How dare you, sir? I always carry the New York Times in my nostril. Like, I don't know, sometimes. 
Like you see people acting ridiculous and behaving super strangely, and then they act as though they're offended by the fact that you noticed. The same thing happened at work the other week. There was a woman, she came outside, she had a, a bag. She walks over to the garbage can and starts smashing the bag against the garbage can. And you can hear breaking glass in this bag. And there's a bunch of guys like this frat, it was a bachelorette, bachelor party, standing outside watching this girl smash this bag, make all this like broken glass noise, and then try and pour broken glass out of this plastic bag into the garbage can. So the guys are like, kind of, some of these guys are like, what's up, love? Like, what's going on with this? Like, hey, you, like, you know, what, what are you doing? And so she tells this story. She's like, you know, like I had a picture frame and I, I kind of broke part of the picture. And I figured it would just be easier to get the picture out if I smashed all the glass and yada, yada. Okay, I guess that sort of makes some sense. But at like 1230 on a Friday night when you walk in the middle of a crowd, in front of a crowded bar and just start smashing a bag full of glass against this garbage can, people are going to look at you weird like that's a strange thing. So after these guys are like, can I help you this and that? She goes, you know, that seems like mansplaining to me. I started to laugh so hard. I was like, if that's mansplaining, wow. Like, I'm confused. Like, how is that constructive? Uh, hon, why are you breaking a bag full of glass in front of the bar? You mansplainer! Sorry. You know, is that the guy who wanders in dressed like Napoleon at, like, Starbucks? and demands that, that he's going to take Gibraltar, which is the table next to the window. <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, that's Napoleon. He orders an espresso and takes Gibraltar every morning. Like, don't worry about it. That's not normal either. Since these things don't happen that way, it's a bizarre world to me that we also have these, like, expectations. Of, like, oh, I can be totally strange and no one's going to notice. Because I don't get away with that shit. When I'm totally fucking strange, everybody fucking notices. In fact, when I'm just riding the bus drinking a coffee, everybody notices. So... I don't expect any leeway from that either, right? Like, I'm not immune to that philosophy. And like, why is that giant drinking a coffee on this bus? <laughs> it's right. weird. The reactions I get are totally strange, man. People either treat me like, like part of the scenery. Like, I've had people lean on me. Like, I'm a, like I'm a pillar when I'm standing at the subway station. And then when I'm kind of, like, poke and move them away, then they look up and go, you know, I've, when you're standing there on a, right. on a sweaty summer afternoon, come home, I'm a construction worker, right? Coming home from my job after working out in the sun and building something all day. Sweat soaked, stinking like shit, wearing a tank top, standing on the sun with this, holding the pole. And people stand in my armpit. Like I'm not there. And it's like the top of their head is rubbing on my sweaty pit. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not moving. Because I don't know why you're here. Have you ever had people uh, seek shade? from you yes yes i have at a music concert festival with my ex like i don't know where we were at um downsview park and there's literally no shade there at all and i was wearing one of my other hats i have another black hat sort of like this one, but it looks more like the undertaker's hat it's a much wider brim mm. so i smartly brought that hat with me thinking this is going to be a shit show kind of day and i'm pretty pale and i burn pretty good so yeah i'm wearing this hat and it's like during the morning, at the very beginning of the festival, people were like pointing and chuckling and laughing and stuff, right? Look at this giant head this right? But by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I was standing there drinking a beer, and I literally had people huddling in my shot. I could see them moving their blankets over to, to sit in front of where I was standing. And I could tell because I'd like take a step to the left or take a step to the right. You know, just like do, 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 do. And watch people move again. Yeah. So, yes, I've had people hide in my shadow before. There was a 40-member Filipino family having a family reunion in his shadow. They had a lovely time. Excellent picture. It was great. Has anyone offered to like climb you in a festival to be like, I'll give you 20 bucks if I can watch the festival from your shoulders? Um, yes. <laughs> you but know? when topless girls offer to climb on your back to watch the show, they don't need to offer you $40. Right. right. Have you ever been used as like a giant log to cross a crevasse or gorge like a fallen tree everyone escape we need to escape the orcs across this way bob please but you would volunteer in this situation i'm sure because you're a man of virtue yeah sure <laughs> yes lars because i want you to have that fantasy and want to live on yes of course Right? He lives. Yeah. He just reaches it. it. We just live, all yeah. hop on him like yep. an ant, and then he carries us. Let's just safety. let's just bridge crevasses on. N no, you're a weapon oh, hey, of sounds war. Sounds like we're in South America. That has never happened. I almost ended up in South America. Speaking of South America, uh, is this something that you want to talk about since it's current? Yeah, or? I'll tell the story. Why not? Okay. 
Um, so this weekend after after work, my uh, my friend and, and manager was like, oh, I want to hang out and have a few drinks. I've had an interesting weekend, blah, 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 his own problems. And I'm like, sure, awesome. Let's have a couple of beers. Now, some of my other coworkers, who I know very well, would normally stay and drink, ran away right away. Like, no, no, we're leaving, we're leaving right now. And didn't explain to me that this man is the devil. He's the devil. He doesn't drink very much. He doesn't drink very often. He's a very, he's a very, you know, he's a medium-sized guy. He's not, he's not, he's wiry. He's wiry. So you wouldn't expect it. You really wouldn't. Is he Irish? Um, I, no, I think he's... Do you know his background? I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't speculate. It doesn't really matter. But he is the devil. And we started to have a few drinks together. So, I don't know, five hours later, we're still drinking. And I realized that the, what I think are shots of whiskey or half glasses of whiskey and I was talking about how I hadn't been anywhere and I don't travel you know plane just small and I'm broke and you know that sort of a thing like you know you don't travel much when you're broke and planes are small it's sort of the end of that right so our other friend who's drinking with us who also ran away before the end of the night wise of him hmm. says buy a family in Columbia and stuff I'm like oh that's amazing I've never been anywhere if we went there we stay with your family he's like oh yeah so, family. So yeah, my my boss and friend whips out seven grand in cash right there on the spot. It's like, yeah, let's call a cab. Let's go to the airport. We're gonna go now. Let's go to Columbia. Come on, let's go. Nice. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. We were that close to going. And then once again, I looked down at that glass, and I saw it was half a glass of whiskey. And I laughed, and I'm like, oh, whiskey, you almost got me. You You're almost like, got I me. I see what's going. Yeah, those on. wily tricks of yours. Those wily tricks. You almost of got yours. whisked away. Yeah, and that's, you know, and I've done that a lot over the years. <laughs> and the thing about getting blackout drunk is for days after, you had this, like, lingering depression. Because you don't know the length to which you're going to hear the terrible, terrible stories. Like, I keep expecting the phone to chirp and to get the, well, so you, like, I don't know, robbed a convenience store naked right. or, like, did something. You know what I mean? And... It, to tell you the truth, there have been a number of occasions where it's like for four or five days, I'm piecing together the last two or three days of my life because I have no idea what the fuck happened. Through and receipts it, and like bank. Well, no, no, uh, usually, usually, no, usually it's much more like you just run into one person and they give you a piece of the story. They're like, oh, I saw you at this place. And so you're like, okay, now I know I was at this place. Who was probably there that I can give a discreet phone call to and, you know, chat about? Or you wait for the chain of unfortunate text messages and phone calls and don't even call anyone and just get the play-by-play of your own horrible behavior from five or six different sources until you're just like, well, I better send a chain. I'm sorry to virtually everybody I know because I had one of those weekends. And you're very interesting too because you more than most people are noticeable and um, compelling and stick in people's minds if they saw you so you probably have a more of a chance than the average person of other people piecing together your yes. night because they pay attention absolutely to also really funny too when you're kind of the gatekeeper uh, the fun is mcnaps put uh, puts it the fun police so when you're always the fun police and all of a sudden they see the guy who's right. shutting it down just fuck yeah, 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 yeah. He's police well, it's really fucked up. Because when you're that destroyed, people often come up to you like, oh, well, look at the tables are turned now. Forgetting the fact that when that guy is that destroyed, you probably shouldn't be playing around with them. Right. So either you get, like, knocked the fuck out on the sidewalk or you get dragged into the party and forced to drink, like, a 60 of rum. Be like, hey, you want to party with me? That's what you think? I'm the fun place. Fun police, this motherfucker. A couple of days later, he's in the hospital getting his stomach pumped on fucking Thorazine for all the drugs he's on. And I'm just like, woo! And the hurricane moves on to another locality, right? <laughs> Man, I called this one girl one time. I called this one girl 31 times in a night because we had had like a, I thought we were we were golden, right? And I don't remember calling her even one time. And my brother told me the next day, he's like, I begged you to give you my, to give your phone to me. I'll just put it away. And you just kept calling, leaving progressively drunken and more obnoxious tech, like phone messages. Nice. I, oh, and boy. I did it all night long, literally. And the next day. I had just one text from her. She's like, delete my number. And I didn't know why. Because I didn't remember these phone calls. Until my brother gets up and he walks into the room and he looks, takes one look at me. And I'm looking at the phone and I'm like, he's like, is that her? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I said, delete my number. He's like, you just do it. And I'm like, what? He's like, just do it. He's like, That's, you got no chance with that ever again. 
like, you don't know last night, do you? I'm like, I have no idea what happened. He's like, yeah, see, that's the fucking thing. You called it like 20 times plus, 23 times. Left progressively more drunken messages. Yeah, baby. So Gareth, I would love stars. Like, it's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, you just call me back right now. And, you know, I'd be a man, man. So. Yeah, yeah, progressively. Just looks like just drooling like, why are you calling me back? I don't know. It's time to call me back. You know you love me. I love me too. Just Mr. brutal. Mr. Hyde just I just feel like we can all it. check that box. I can certainly check that box. Yeah, right that's now. a brutal yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. How about you? Big, that, big check mark. Category? I don't remember. Well, yeah, but yeah. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've all, I mean, I've, I've, done the, I've done the inappropriate texting thing, like where you, you sort of know a girl, and then I, not the dick picture, Brill. Sorry, still not there. But I have definitely done sending sending text messages just like, like wildly inappropriate, like, like, where are you right now? I'll come over to your house. I'm a sex machine. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. You know, and the next day the girl, have you ever had favorable response? Like, the favorable being this. They text you back, thanks, Bob. Not really interested. But that was awesome. I mean, me and my friends laughed really good about right. that. That was great. And then you're like, yes. I snuck under the radar because they have no idea how fucking destroyed I really was. Like, you know? And yeah. folks, you are not going to believe this. Bob, you're not going to believe it either. We did a little research before the show, and we have all 31 messages right here. We're going to listen to them all. Here we go. Can you imagine? That would be great. Just um, I, the yeah. thing is, I can't imagine, and that's the worst part. Like, just, like, you think they were... Um, no, they started off like, I, I'm sure I'm... <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. The red I'm sure that knowing me, I started off and I was actually like reasonably suave. Like the first two right. or three were probably just normal. Like, hey, babe, how's two it going? Thing. I'm out. No, I'm out hanging out. Don't know where you're at. We're gonna change bar locations. I'll call you back later. Let you know where we're at if we're still hanging out tonight or what have you. Right. Second one. Yeah, yeah. We moved locations at the next bar. Getting a little more toasted. Love to see ya. Get this message. Give me a call. Third one's like. Starting to get drunk, and my brother started looking at me about the phone, like, maybe you shouldn't have the phone anymore. But then, you know, still, I'd say it was more like, hey, girl, I'm missing you. Having a great time. Night's awesome. Wish you were here. Fourth, fifth, and sixth began to become nonsense. We're like, I'm not sure where we are. We're still really wasted. If you want to still meet us somewhere, you should come out. And, you know, it's 9 through to 23, where, it, again, you're just sitting there destroyed, and every just every screams. couple of minutes, you pick your phone up and think, oh, I should call that girl that I want to see. And so you just push the call button. Oh, there's the number. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's – and you don't realize – it's a sense of time that's so gone, easy. right? That's really the problem. Yeah, it's not that yeah. I spent all that much more time getting that much more drunk. You don't it's just remember. that I called her in rapid succession for like half an hour. But you just don't remember like – 10 minutes it's like every 10 yeah. minutes you have a reset yeah like goldfish right, memory goldfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. look it's a castle did oh, you, hey, did you, you ever castle? do that like message when you called her and then like forget to hang up this is oh. tubinator right so here honestly jim rest, i have no idea I, like i don't know what the messages were 10 minute message is just yes. you and your friends just like pocket like talk. playing pool and doing all that because right. you, you i have gotten i've definitely gotten those myself yeah god knows yeah, what's being said you and your buddies are like yeah i hope she calls me back yeah I really come want on up we're at this place it's like hey, totally call oh, her her. one, of, one of my friends there. one of my friends caught his girlfriend cheating that way absolutely wow. ridiculous yeah they she were like, left her phone on? No, he w- she was making out with the dude she was cheating with, and her phone was in her purse. I've heard of that, yeah. And the two of them were, like, like making the out. And off. the phone, you know, you just, it doesn't, I don't know how it happens to me sometimes, but I'll pocket dial someone that's just walking around, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> His fo- her phone pocket dialed her boyfriend, and they start, my boy, they, start, they start fucking loud <laughs> oh, and hard. You're such a good kisser, and you can And you can hear You kiss so them. much better than my boyfriend. And so my buddy's there, we're sitting there, and he yeah. takes his phone out, puts it on speaker. He's like, what the hell am I hearing? And after a second, we're all like, huh. it's pretty obvious what we're hearing, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's some pretty obvious, like, noises that don't, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not clapping right. while eating there popsicles. Was, there was, you there know? was vigorous applause. Right? Like, you see what I mean? Like, so, yeah. And then, the, you know, the moaning and the, like, oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, I grabbed the phone. I'm just like, turned it off. And I'm like, so, um. <laughs> I'm going to buy the next round of shots. you want to stay at my place this weekend? That's you know, traumatizing. Kind of 
Because you're not going home. He's like, I'm going back home right now. I'm like, no. No, no you're, you're not. That Yeah. Yeah. For double homicide slash suicide. <laughs> what do they call that? Murder-suicide? Uh, yeah. Triple murder-suicide. I was just like, yeah, you're going to stay at my place for a bit. So, yeah. episode 28 that's, just that, rolling that, here right That just now. reminds me. It, this is stupid. But yeah, police your fucking phones, ladies and gentlemen. I'm serious. It's one of those things. Like, just trust me. You can ruin your life with a bad phone call. Adam Sandler used to have, on one of his albums, had a like a audio sketch that was, they were playing a game show and it was, is it sex or is it working out? And it was like, <laughs> now we're going to play you an audio clip and you need to decide, is it sex or is it working out? And it was like, oh, we are definitely fucking. We are for sure fucking. Oh my God, you fuck so good. Well, was it sex or working out? And they'd be like, uh, I think it was sex. They'd be like, no, that was actually working out. They were doing bench press. Like this. <laughs> We're it was great check it out it. Yeah. shout out to adam sandler no matter what it was like you'd hear one it was for sure sex and it would be working out and then you'd hear working out and they're like no they were fucking <laughs> they were fucking <laughs> they were fucking brilliant yeah. brilliant brilliant um so you almost went to columbia almost we drank ourselves out of it fuck um oh i'm sure there's still gonna be fallout from this one this is one of those like 10 year drunks you, you happens wow. and you're like i didn't know what was the final tally? Uh, could you like, absolutely if, no if, idea? If we have well ballpark it for what you could remember, like you must have some sense of. Well, volume. I saw there was I saw there was a couple of forty pounders empty, and like I drank maybe a case of beer. So between two two of you, uh, yeah, three of us to start, but ended up just being two each. Jesus, that would kill most people. Plus, in, I, didn't, I mean, it already shot. was also by the time we started drinking, it was one o'clock in the afternoon, and yeah. I had worked two bar shifts and been up the day before so i'd already like had a pleasant buzz rolling for a few hours right it's incredible mm. to me that your bot like imagine your body and at least part of your brain was like still moving around and doing things and yeah. having conversations after amazing no is the wrong word and amazing is the wrong word nightmarish embarrassing <laughs> okay and dangerous is probably the real word right. i have some vague recollections of being one of the people of burger king which is not all right. Yeah, what do you remember? I remember, okay, you know when you have those moments of lucidity? Oh, yeah. When you sort of like, like, a dream, like yeah, yeah sort you of swim dream to the it. surface of whatever the hell's wrong with you just for a minute or two and realize a pla the, the place you're at or what's going on. Sometimes it's great. You're like, I'm at my friend's house. I know I'm safe. Excellent. <laughs> Other times you're holding onto the counter at Burger King, swaying back and forth like a leaf in the breeze, <laughs> trying to read a menu that all looks Chinese because you just can't right. see anything. And speaking to a woman who's obviously been talking to you for a while is quite <laughs> flustered by the fact that you can't speak English and have held a very long lineup of people, but is too afraid to do really anything more than beg you to make an order because, you know, you're a giant having an episode at the counter there. Maybe you weren't at a Burger King. Maybe you were at a Chinese restaurant. I was pretty sure I was at a Burger Well, I'm, I had <laughs> Burger like, Okay. Uh, so I, can't I just read. want a Whopper. Why doesn't anyone speak English? <laughs> In the Thai food place, demanding a Whopper and poutine, they're like, "So we don't have a on our menu." This, this would be this burger sucks. Straight no, up speaking Chinese. No, I'm pretty you're sure. Like, like I said, English. Let me swam speak to, to the I, king. I swam I to the surface. I swam, like I said, I swam Chinese to the surface just long out. enough to recognize that I was in a Burger King. Managed to place an order to which she was very happy, like profoundly pleased that I accomplished that. She took the money. I staggered off to the side. Got my order. She's just terrified yeah, the whole time. That's what I mean. She's just terrified. That's, well, that's, well like, no, except that this woman is actually unshakable. Order. I've had experience. She wasn't terrified. She was flustered. I've had experiences with her this. there. No, I've had experiences there with her before, like the guy masturbating furiously in the doorway to the bathrooms. Furiously. Like lying on the floor, <laughs> not in the bathroom, lying in the hallway. So the counter's hey. here, door to the washroom's there. He's lying in the doorway, like beating his shit like it owes him money. You know what I mean? Just going for it. It's Whopper I, Wednesday. It was Whopper I'm, Wednesday. Can you blame him? And I'm laughing. So I look over and I jokingly say to her, I'll have what he's having. And, <laughs> and without cracking a smile, she goes, two Junior Whopper and starts punching them in. Right. Like, that's what Junior Whoppers do to you? <laughs> Shit. That was oh, like yeah. a lifelong crystal meth addiction. But my, my mistake, it's just Junior Whoppers. Just two Junior Whoppers. You never had a Junior Whopper? I have, but it never made me chronically masturbate in front of a bunch of strangers. They they call it the the wackinator. 
Yeah, the furious masturbator. You need the special sauce. Yeah, I heard Burger Kings are are running out. They're like on the way out, phasing out. Is that true? I have no idea. Where'd you hear that? I don't know. I know there are less of them than there used to be. I just made it up. I mean, you heard like. But then again, Burger King is one of those things. I don't think I've ever actually had like a Burger King craving. Burger King happens because it just so when happens do, to be across the street from when where you I work. S- when do you see one open up? I know that there's right. ones around, but I've never seen oh, one Oh, and the ones that are around, another, another, another sign they're slowly going out is that the most of them are 24 hours. But That's, A&W's are, and they are opening. Right, but A&W's are opening everywhere. Yeah, like, they're bomb. A&W's great. Yeah. They really are. But at the same time, once there's an A&W in every street corner... I'm it's going to be kind like of sick of A&W, man. Yeah, that's true cuz it was good cuz it was always always kind of hard to find. Like I grew up in the East End where we used to have coffee times on every Ooh. corner. Ooh. Remember that? Oh, remember. When that? when Ooh. coffee was acceptable even when it was terrible. Like when, it was Mc- good. when, when McDonald's first... thought the brown sludge for yeah, coffee when, like, yeah, McDonald's they didn't was even bad. care. No, they didn't care. You remember when they didn't care at all? Like you you'd order a coffee, you take one sip, like it literally tastes like someone just took a shit in this cup. <laughs> and you take a look at it, it would look kind of like that too. And you'd yeah. be like, Jesus fuck. And they'd be like, What? It's coffee at McDonald's. What do you expect? Yeah. Now it's like McFucking Cafe. Like, are you kidding me? They bought, I totally they- remember orange drank and like fucking shit in a cup. Yeah. That was their breakfast. Oh, like some of the orange juice. Orange juice, really? It was like worse than tang. You could tell it was like this was Maybe crystals earlier this afternoon, or most likely just something we pumped into the tank, you know? Mm-hmm. Coffee time used to be good, like back in the 90s. What? Coffee time was never good. No, what? coffee time was never No, coffee time was the original one when they coffee were like, was and made sandwiches. Well, oh, I was it? just going to say, I, the I coffee was good. My girlfriend it? loved coffee uh, back in the day and when McDonald's was crap. And we always go in, I'd always look at the coffee pot, you know, that's been sitting on the burner for like a day. Or whatever it is. And it's like half of it's like burnt down and like, you know, it's all brown sludge and barely rinsed out. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to drink that? She's like, it's coffee. You sludge. go into it's coffee sludge. time and you're like, I will have a large two milk, two sugar, two cigarette butts, please. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, my old man actually did some video production for coffee time back in the day. He helped their marketing. Never got paid. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. They're, and they're out of business. Are they done? Are coffee times done? Yeah, they're, they're oh. not gone everywhere. I think it's but done, like, man. I think the franchise is pretty much dead. I think people, if they still own one, they're allowed to have them. Times but, up. But coffee I, time. One of my ex-girlfriends worked in coffee time. Worked in coffee time for quite quite a while, and I used to tell people like the only nice. thing they make in house is muffins, so don't eat them. Wow. And she's like, and people are like, why is that? I'm like, well, look, I've had sex in the kitchen here a few times and stuff like that. And and other things as well, just like knowing what's like you know the, the tubs that the muffin mix comes in, they arrive off of like it's not like a you know like a big shipping truck. Usually it's like some fucking like van pulls up and some guy like unloads these like you know four gallon square plastic tubs. Sometimes they're open, sometimes they're not. Like don't is, do it. Man. Is that one of the dirtiest places you've ever had sex? I feel like that's right up there with like alley dumpster. It was up there. Time kitchen. It was Ugh. up there. Ugh. It definitely Hockey was. Arena. Step on a needle, right? Hockey like, arena. Oh shit! Hockey arena. K- yeah. Keg room. Cave. What'd you say? <laughs> keg room. Keg room. Keg room. Yeah, keg rooms aren't that dirty usually though. Really, I mean they can be, but mm, that's what it was. But also freezers. Yeah, no, this is, this is, yeah, the sewage tree. I got caught, I got caught, I got caught too. I got totally caught by a, an overzealous bartender. He thought like he had me, like he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, impeachment. Yeah, like, yeah. He thought he got me, right? He comes jumping into the back room. He's like, there you are, Bob. What are you doing in here? And like, my pants are on my ankles and the girl's right there. And like, you know, I'm doing like rails Stealing off, her, beer. I'm doing rails off her titties. No, I hadn't, I can get free, but I don't have to worry about that. He's like, I, we caught you. You can't party down here. And yet I'm like, well, just go tell the boss. And he's like, I will. And I'm like, yeah, you do that. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to finish up here. And I'll see you in a bit. So I finish up and I go upstairs and I walk in. He's scowling at me and the boss is there. And the boss is trying not to smirk. And I'm like, so what's up? He's like, so the boss looks at me honestly and goes, were you in the keg room shooting that gorgeous blonde chick with the giant titties? And I was like, yep. Absolutely yeah. not, not quite. But he looked at he looked at the bartender and was like, "Why are you Why are you ratting out your coworkers for doing like rock and roll things yeah. in a rock and roll bar? Like, what did you expect was going to happen here? Look, why don't you just go back to work and stop being jealous of Bob?" And I was like, "Yeah, 
This ain't this ain't public school anymore, kids. You were like, I need to go back to work at coffee like, time. He was like, yeah, exactly. He was like, yeah, he was like, Greg, you're fucking fired. Dang. And then you you beat the shit out of him, and you were like, snitches get stitches. That's bad. Oh, yeah. Asshole. He should have been giving you. A, that was the same. That was the same. That was the same boss the month. that had to have a meeting with me with some of the other security guards and the DJs because apparently had I was like stealing too many people's girlfriends <laughs> at the end of the night. Like doing one of the, it was just that, and it was again being a young bouncer. It's a habit. It's a, it's a, it's a job related risk. If you're, if you're high enough and drunk enough on the job, what you'll see is you'll see a sad girl at the end of the night. There's always one at the bar, and it's a goth bar too. So I mean, we're talking like dynamite fishing in a bucket here, right? They were all sad to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so I see a sad looking girl standing by the end of the bar, and I walk over. I'm like, hey, "How's it going? I work here. My name's Bobby. You met me, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "You don't look very happy. What's wrong?" So like, I'm just having a very great night. I look around. I don't see anybody. Like there's no there's no guy standing there going like, you know. So I'm like, so uh, I live a couple blocks away. I'm just about to get off on this job. Do you want to hook up and go for a drink or two, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Now it's on the video footage later that I realized there was a sad guy going, looking like Wario for nice. everyone who's. I just ignored looking. him completely because all the guys were goths and everyone looked sad. So how am I supposed to tell whether he's sad because I'm stealing his wife or he's sad because, you know, he missed tea party or something, right? Like, I don't know. So I finally get actually called it. I couldn't believe this. It was one of those things, again, it's so surreal. It's like he called into the, the office, and I'm like, yeah, I have all kinds of problems. Like, I'm late for work. I'm often high. I'm drunk all the time. What do you, like, what do you want? What now? I try not to have sex in the keg room anymore. I'm sorry. You know, and they're like, no, 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 it's not about that. And I'm like, what? Well, what is it? So they show me this little video montage of sad guys and me leaving with chicks. And I'm like, yeah, I, I fucked all those girls. Yeah. Were we getting an award? Like, is this Blue Ribbon Night or what? Like, what? And no. Then it's like, everyone's all somber. They're like, Bob, we're getting, like, complaints. We were calling in, like, mm. internet complaints. Like, the head office is actually getting calls that this doorman keeps stealing people's wives and girlfriends. Like, it's a big deal. And I'm like, it's a pandemic. That's what I said. That see, and that. Thank you for saying that, right. Mel. It's not like they were over your shoulder. You didn't, well, yeah, you it didn't wasn't like I just Kong. ran in, like scooped them off the ground and fled. I was like, "Hey, would you like to come with me for a drink?" Not one of them said I would, but my boyfriend's over there looking really sad. Right? Instead, they all said, "Fuck you," and came with me. I mean, that's not. I don't. Anyway. So you know, like I said, you can't. You can't, can't. take what ain't never was yours. It just came with me. You thought it was yours, but you was wrong. And the next morning, I'm like, uh, breakfast and bus fare, like, bowl, bowl of clementines, jar of quarters. Why are we still talking? Like, we should go back to that guy who was sad or something. You know what I mean? Like, Did Jim eat mushrooms today? Jim, are you all right? I think Jim's on mushrooms. Okay. I love it. Are you all right? He may have had something. Okay, Kareem, uh, we got to talk to Kareem because Kareem has an injury. We got a team member injured. He's got a, what is that thing called? A splint on your wrist? Apparently you punched through a heavy bag today. <laughs> not through, but I punched not today either. But yeah, I did punch a heavy bag. Is that a, euphemi yeah, is that a euphemism? You punched a heavy bag. No, I I'm actually being for real. Like I was, um, I was at the gym like a couple of days ago and... My way of venting out frustration and all that shit is basically just going to town on a heavy bag, which um, ends up landing me in trouble because I got banned from one place from hitting the heavy bag uh, because I kind of like broke it. Uh, anyways, this bag is a brand new. And that, what? I was okay, wait. We're doing a little bit of a rewind there. If I owned a fucking gym that had a heavy bag in it, and this gorgeous motherfucker walked in in front of people in the gym and hit the bag hard enough to break it. I'd be like, and that's why you pay $68 a month in fucking retainer fees because we have Superman in the building. Now, you work out long enough, you might be half as cool as that guy. Hang the next heavy bag and be like, yeah, you should have got an award. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just me. You should have taken your picture next to it and put it on the fucking I wall. I actually have a picture of the thing. 
It was not actually, an, it was not a heavy bag. It's, it's one of those bags where like the bottom, the base is like filled with water and sand. Oh, and kick, then there's kick a bag. bag. Yeah, right. it was a kick. Exactly. It was a kick bag. So I kicked it enough to like tr- actually like bend the top. Sure. <laughs> nice. It's not one of those rubber ones that's in the shape of a man. No, it? it's, it, it was it's like straight up. in the shape of an angry Polish man. Who's just like, you know what I'm All, talking about. With like, a yeah. flat top. Like he's got a flat yeah. top. 1965 <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> It was after he kicked it. It took that shape, right? Yeah. And so they had to Basically. put the they had to put the, uh, the chronic no, masturbators <laughs> restraints so on your wrist. The place where I've been banned from hitting the heavy bag is actually where I train martial arts. Okay. This heavy bag was just at my gym. Um, the reason why I actually <laughs> ended up with the injury is because I have to adjust my bag depending on if I go to the gym or if I go to train. Sure. Because if I go to gym, I'll probably bring like my my belt squats and then change of clothes and a towel and maybe like lifting gloves if i go to the uh, to train martial arts i'll probably bring my gloves my wraps my mouth guard etc rubber mask so <laughs> ball <laughs> gag sometimes um, <laughs> the power of positive thinking you so know. i was at the gym i realized that i left my wraps at home but i was really fucking pissed off and I really needed that frustration to get out of my system. So I just wore my gloves and started going to town on that bag. I hit, I hit, I hit. And you know the thing where you go uppercut, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going? That's what I was doing. Except um, after maybe like the fifth or sixth one, my fist hit the bag at a weird angle because when you're well, really angry... And the bag is moving, exactly. When you're really angry, like, technique goes out of fucking of window. Of course. So, you're afraid hit the bag. You're just pumping it. The arms are going. You're not really paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah, I understand Exactly that. what happened. So, <laughs> bag is moving. I'm hitting fucking hard. I hit. And, yeah, my wrist did not like that. No. <laughs> like, I felt it up my arm. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. yep. Nope. That I'm, sucks. I'm, uh, That's brutal. I'm stopping now. Yeah. I'm Did you uh, get it diagnosed, or you just slap that thing on? No, I've had better. this injury enough times oh, to know yeah. what it is. It's not the first time you punched no. too hard. Yeah, <laughs> no, the two things happen: bo- boxers, boxers breaks, and wrist sprains are. That's just par for the course. So, if you're doing any combat sports, here's my mm. question: What angered you so much that you were so fucking pissed off that you were like, "Fuck that shit," and you just fucking beat the shit out of a thing till you hurt your wrist? What was it? <laughs> no, it what was not Jabril. Um, he was in the bag. We're trying to pay him more, Kareem. <laughs> all right? We're trying to pay him more for this. <laughs> like, fuck those fucking like, 39, fuck those 39 drunk and disorderly. So fucking, yeah. Um, you don't want to share it? Was uh, it a relationship? Woman. Yes, yes, a woman. Oh, wow. Well, good for you for punching a bag and not, not the woman. Yeah, who likes to punch things? A lot of people just would have, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, a lot of people would have just, you know, just hauled off. And after the fifth uppercut, when your mm-hmm. wrist was kind of like this, you would have been like, wow, well, I told her fucking twice. I should have listened. You know? Right. No, but it's like, like certain women have like a very, they have a talent to piss me off. So is it someone you know? So they know like you're, they, in, they're they, like, like uh, they know exactly how to they like, needle you. Remember uh, earlier, Bob, I told you that I punched through a wall one time. Yeah. Same, same person. Same person. Same person. So, yeah. Nice. I mean, you we guys have heard my stories over the years, you know. I executed him and I threw a fucking radiator through a guy's door. Shit like this. These women can... That's why my, my, my dad said it a long, long time ago. My dad's one of my heroes and I respect him very much. He says, Bob, one of your problems, and always will be, is women. Because you're a, I guess, a highly emotional sort. And I do, when I care about something or someone, I care deeply and that's a, that's an in, you know. And I also used to have a really difficult time managing, you know, letting people into my armor, but only letting them in so far. You know what I mean? Like we all play that game where it's like, okay, it's like it's like it's like a, I don't know, like a, like a like a tower defense game with our lives, right? We'll let some people in this far, some people in this far, and some people in all the way. But I think we all police that, especially now that we're older, most adults anyway, police right. that. Hmm. Because you have professional lives where you have to be upfront, charismatic, and open with people to some extent. But you still got to keep those people at arm's length because your own personal mental health 
requires that they can't be part of your inner sphere. Because, I mean, again, if you work as a bouncer or you work in an office or right. you work anywhere, you know, and you bring that shit home, it becomes part of your personal sphere, you'll kill yourself. I mean, that'll ruin you, you know? So I think we all play that game. We balance those, those emotions, right? So yeah. I had a lot of problems with that as a young man. And so, it, you know, I also mistook, especially when I was, like, just as an early teenager discovering sexuality, I definitely took um, someone who would sleep with me for being someone I w- was emotionally involved with. I would imagine, you know, castles in the, in, in the clouds that weren't there. So it's like, yeah, because the girl's willing to fuck you because you're kind of a weird, cute guy or whatever, or she enjoyed you at that party that time, or you know? does not mean that this is when you're going to marry. This is going to be the end right. all be all of your life. And I had a lot of trouble di- disseminating those two emotional states, right? Like sleeping with someone and not dating them or not thinking I was in love with them. Mm, immediately. Yeah. So until I was like, you know, 16 and realized that I just couldn't play that game anymore. I couldn't like, you know, I was a serial monogamist that just got treated like shit because girls weren't playing the same game I was playing. They were better at it. And I was losing, and it hurt a lot. And I was dis- disappointed and constantly frustrated. My dad was like, look, just, just fucking relax, man. This is your problem. You're taking all this way too seriously when you have no idea what you're doing. Like, figure out what you're doing before you're going to take anything seriously. Like, work it out, man. Honestly. Don't run after every skirt that, that passes your way. And worse than that, if you're going to, then know what you're into. Right? And that's... Pretty good advice, I think, for all young men out there, especially in today's day, because nothing's changed. Nothing's really changed. I mean, it seems much like it has because of all the fear that's been created between men and women by the cultural divide that we live in. But the rules are exactly the same. Okay? Women have the sexual dominant control over yes and no. That's That's simple. So you apply the math to that and ask a woman, would you like to be with me? And she says, no. Okay. You shrug it off. You ask the next woman. Right? And if that's all you're looking for, if you're not here to date, if you're in a meat market, like you're in a bar, you just want to pick up, just get a drink, wander around and talk. If it appears immediately, and get to the point. Also, get to the point. Because if you just want to pick up, there's a lot of people out there who want more. Hmm. But there's a lot of people who want less. So walking up to the average woman, because women aren't different from you guys. Welcome to it. They want to get fucked too, you know? They want to have a good time and party with people. They just want it to be honest and open and meaningful, at least on some degree. And meaningful can mean that at least I said, I chose this guy. That's meaningful enough for some women. That's what you're looking for. You're running your numbers and getting sad about it and getting demented about it and getting rude about it and, and, and using that as a judgment against all women is something that I think a lot of guys fear. They get into that situation and then they shut down. They're like, oh, I can't ask women. I've been, I've been said no to three times tonight. Well, there's 60 girls in the bar, right? You got 57 more opportunities to get a yes. And if that doesn't work for you, there's always the back pages of the now. Oh, boy. Like, fuck you, man. Your options are right there. It's real, and it's I'm not. Yeah, hey, man. I have yeah, no I, fucking problem with I'm, sex workers, man. That's an honest profession. Actually, there's an option before that. Like, in today's world, there's dating apps. Sure. There is dating apps and there's Reddit. Reddit is a fucked up place. Right, but dating, but dating apps, I, but I, have, I have my doubts about online dating only because I've seen what do you mean by where that? that can go. Either it's great for people and it works for them or people encounter the craziest weirdos. Yes. So one True. of the problems I think with online dating, this is some, actually this is a panel question I'm going to drop on the floor for everybody. Do you think that internet dating has the face-to-face honesty to really be something you can trust or is it something that you only trust if you've set up like a social system to deal with it. Like I meet them at a coffee shop, talk to them first. You know, that's exactly Whereas what I was going to say. When I pick up a girl at a bar. I'm talking to her. I at least know who I'm talking to, Already, yeah. and I can. And the right. subtle, the subtle cues, right. face cues, right. Right. conversational topics. Right. These things can be so easily scammed on the internet. You know. You don't have to. You see, we're like. I know you look like a gorgeous 27-year-old blonde, but you're not by chance a 46-year-old Chinese man, are you? That's right. Like, and you know what? Even further than that is uh, sometimes you see these long-winded profiles on dating apps about like, every single thing about this woman. And then so that when it comes time to actually meeting up, you don't really have a lot to talk about because there's nothing to discover. 
it's not happening in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and they're like, you know, I don't even want to talk to you if you haven't read my profile. It's like, what is, like that takes all the fun out of it. I want to. I, want uh, yeah, to I don't, I don't have time profile. to read the read the Coles notes on having coffee with you. Thank you kindly. Right. I don't know. Also, I think the spontaneity. I li- I'm a huge fan of spontaneity because if there's no emotional click, it's not going to be there. You know. So. I, I, you know, I didn't do a lot of internet dating or online dating. I've done some, but you guys know I'm like an internet peasant. I really can't stand social media. Like mm. it really drives me crazy. But the, the internet dating I did do was just one of those things. Exactly what you'd expect. You show up, either, yeah, okay, we can get drunk and fuck tonight because you're both just nihilists who post the shit on, on Facebook, or this is awkward and really strange right off the bat. And I, I'm going to boot. Like, <laughs> I'm out of here. This is too weird. Like, sitting in a bar and having some girl try and tell me that I'm trying to save the world. And I had this site. And she starts going off. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, I'm in a fan fiction story. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even sure what bad movie it's a fan fiction of. But I'm definitely in one right now. Um, waiter, I have diphtheria and have to leave. I, you know. Anything, just like feign a stroke, whatever. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and climb out a window way too small and knock a hole in a wall, you know? There Go are ways out. There are always ways Go out. To the toilet, look for the gun. Come on. Yeah, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. No, no, wait. Instead of one of those movies, start looking for the seam in your stomach where you smuggled the weapon in. No, I'm not. Not one of those films. Not Cronenberg. Fuck. <laughs> wait a second. They just walk out into the dining room and start doing this. You know? <laughs> like, but yeah, I don't know. I don't trust internet dating. I don't trust. Um, the reason I don't trust it is again because what yes, it's, it's algorithmic, and I don't like no, that either. It's not really. I don't like the idea of robots talk, telling me what, what looks good to me. Either. It's very shallow. Like, uh, well, of course it is. I'll tell you this straight up: from being a above six foot, t- six feet tall black guy, just saying that on my Tinder profile gets me matches. Of course it does. Um, then. You, the, the, the thing <laughs> the thing with that is that like afterwards as you said afterwards you gotta have like kind of like a filter that's actually fucking process. great though I think everyone should put that on there they're not, I'm I'm an over six foot two black man so yeah, Lars just shows up six foot four afro Canadian you know then you show up and, it, and you just you just you just roll with it like you just right. what's your last name uh, Magato you know, just, <laughs> just yeah we just just bomb it out like right like I used to carry my multiple IDs, and one of them was was uh, Michael Kuang Huang Liang. It was this SIN number, SIN card I found years ago when I was working, and I got, <laughs> a, I got arrested Jesus. carrying it. It was the only ID I had on me. It was, it was lost and found ID. And so I straight up, the cops give me a hard time, give me the work. So I tried, I'm like, what are you, racist? I'm like, you don't like us Chinese people? I'm like, what's fucking, what's the problem? He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my name's Michael Kuang Huang Liang, straight face. Like, don't, don't bat an eyelash. He's like, yeah. Yeah, my mom's Chinese. My my dad's English. What's your fucking problem? I'm like, is this a racist thing? And he got so nervous. He's like, I don't know what to do with this giant guy. Blah, blah, blah. And his partner's like, oh, this is really weird. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I was just smoking a fucking joint. I'm walking home. I'm like, what, you just racially profile me? You don't like Chinese people or what? And it's me, right? Like, I mean, it's that's, that's pretty bad. Robert, I, Michael, <laughs> Malcolm. Yeah, like pretty fucking Scottish, Irish, obviously, right? But That's I just I just stood on it. I just episode. stood on it, and the guys got really awkward. Like, well, if you just throw the if you throw the, the lit lit joint away, and fucking promise not to do it again, Mister Kuang Huang Liang. He's like, then you can just go on your way, and I'm like, yeah, all right. I should have just thrown him. Well, because if your eyes if your eyes get as squinty as nabbers do when you get super baked, then you might have, you know it's like okay. No, well. no, that's the worst part. They have no excuse. <laughs> I just lied. Just straight up lied. That's great. Have you guys ever seen a red-headed Asian gentleman before? Nabbers? <laughs> just that. No. It, no, Have it's because... Uh, hey, look, I'm not going to definitively say this, okay? Geneticists and the internet out there, I'm sure you can prove me wrong, but I've fucking never seen it. I'm fairly certain that's not a thing. I might have seen an albino Asian person, and maybe they had red hair. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Matrix or something. Mm. <laughs> Matrix. Seriously... Okay, you know what, fans out there, since I don't know, and neither of us, none of us are Genesis. We have You're no a redhead. We're not exactly Asian. well-traveled or particularly eloquent either. So if you've ever seen a ginger Asian guy, 
which I'm certain I have not. Let's look it up. And I mean, like, not headed or died. I mean, like, this is like a village in like mainland China, and there's this ginger dude hanging out there, like hoeing his lawn or something. That's what I want to see. If you or someone you know like is K-pop a stars, Asian, do not do not apply. Hit us you know up what I mean? at 39DD Show on any platform: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We'll fly you into the studio. And then fly to Columbia. Straight from Beijing. Our ginger Asian guy. <laughs> Let's do That's it. That's terribly racist. We probably should not talk It's not racist. It's Sorry. Interesting. It's on the very tail end. And if anyone's still racist? listening, it's an interesting bless you. We've, something we've never seen before. See, we're, we're getting something they're here. but uh, They're looking it up. Yeah, Our crack team uh, in the studio here is just doesn't count if it's anime. It's uh, an, an endangered species. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so you just found a racist meme online? Is that what you found, or what? <laughs> <laughs> if you Google ginger Asian, it's just racist memes. <laughs> yeah, Jim just did. All right, well, for the record, they were on the internet before we looked them up. We had nothing to we do with We didn't ask this. them to go on the internet. Right. We just... Yeah, it's like an anime character with red hair. So, All right, things took a weird ginger Asian turn at the end of things. Here. To be fair, gingers in general are an endangered species just to their, due to the regressive nature of the genes. And for those of you listening, Nabber's uh, talking right now is a ginger. So I do have red hair and a very fair complexion. <laughs> but it's recessive, so doesn't it just kind of pop up again later? Like, yeah, it shows up every now and again. So it can't really be gone. Well, I'm a calico, so I do know where it comes from. Like, I have it in my in my jeans as well. My beard will change colors from blonde to really dark brown to red. And it, it depends on the amount of sunlight I get. Depends on, on depends sunlight. on his mood. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like a squid that way. <laughs> Fuck off, Trevor. <laughs> All right, uh, we've probably got to wrap things up, yeah? Um... Uh, we are exactly what we accomplished. One today. more time, guys. Sometimes it's November, it's and November out. is uh, men's health. And one of the things about it is mental health. That's probably the biggest one. And again, not to bang any drums anywhere, but if you know somebody who's struggling with uh, trying to live through this season, mm-hmm. uh, keep them close, hug them up, and love them. Now's the time. Otherwise, Stay you know, in touch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I've known a lot of people over the years. Some healthy, some healthy, some seemed fine, some did not who uh, bit the bullet or disappeared. And uh, I think it's important. So cheers. That's my shout out for the end of the show. Thanks, guys. Take care of each other.